Welcome to episode 31 of Reclaiming Man. Today we're hosting it short of, of Scott's masterful presence and his deep insights and wisdom. He's accumulating those for us in Utah this week on a hiatus and a bit of time to hike and spend some time in nature and gather his thoughts as we've wrapped up the 75-day challenges that we've gone through. Scott crushed 75 hard. I did 75 hard-ish. <laughs> Our buddy Zach did 75 hard with Scott too, and they both absolutely crushed it. feel very good about what I was able to learn and gain in the 75 days that I spent working on building habits and building routine and trying to gain insight into the right amounts of time to be spending on various components of life and coming to some great realizations. And so as we discussed last week, we are going to talk a little bit this this episode about cycles, the the next 75-day cycle that we're going to kick off in October 1st. And in advance of that, we've been spending a lot of time following up and in, in thoughts about this past cycle that we went through, as well as how we should be planning for the next. So we'll dig into a little bit of some of the concepts and thoughts that we've had and what we're going to formalize for next quarter. So with that, I am going to kick it off with a little bit of the changes that I'm going to make. All right, gents. Hope you guys are having a good week here. We are on episode 31, and I feel like it's a seminal moment in that we've all gone through, at this point, quite a bit of change and progress since the podcast's inception. And we've iterated a lot on different concepts like growth mindset and uh, talked a lot about massive imperfect action and then talked about the power of habits and routine. And now all of this is, I feel like, the catalyst for the next stage, for our podcast, for our lives, for the further progression and the further realization of our goals, our ideals in life. And we talked last week about what those cycles look like and how we're going to structure, how I'm going to structure them, how I think we're all in the same general mindset that approaching life in, in smaller size increments and making adjustments is going to be very helpful for us in measuring the effectiveness of specific habits and the amount of time that we're spending on our health and our pursuits of wealth generation and professional relationships, and personal relationships. Ultimately, all those areas of our lives that however we want to classify them, we're trying to make progress. We are making progress. And so I'm looking back retroactively in this 15-day period between the end of 75 hard and October 1st, which will be coincidentally the beginning of fourth quarter of the year, but also the beginning of the next cycle of uh, a 75-day program, which is great. It'll lead us up to right before the holidays. And it's not to say that 
during those 15 day period or even during this two week period here that is just like right back into to pre 75 hard and to pre reclaiming man or anything like that i think that would be antithetical to what we're trying to accomplish and said we're finding that the momentum that we're gaining it is quite lasting we are continuing to do workouts every day stay hydrated every day reading every day we're spending time with our family more we are finding a little bit better harmony maybe not balance but certainly harmony between how all these different elements of our life and commitments that we've made can coexist and i was talking to a mentor today and work about the differences of leadership and how some people lead purely from a selfish motivation and some others lead from selfless motivation and some lead from a combination of both. They find fulfillment in helping others, but they're helping others. And I think that's what each of us, as we are beginning to lead ourselves and equip ourselves with these skills, we're leading each other, but we're le leading ourselves individually towards this really fulfilling journey that I we've talked about uh, like again the finding finding joy and fulfillment in the process itself of of progress itself and it's not making changes for the heck of it it's for the sake of making progress and I'm really looking forward to, to the next cycle already but I'm starting to really get to the point where I am taking the the initial high level ideals that I've had for a life it's a laminated card I should go grab it but for those of you who are listening I don't know if I ever really have shared it on the video I will I'm going to print out a new one that is the second iteration of the ideal is still the same, but the plan changes because we took massive imperfect action. It was too much time to spend 45 minutes a day, twice a day working out. And instead, we're going to dial that back and find an appropriate amount. All right. So I was talking about the next iteration, talking about this period of reflection and planning for the next cycle. And realizing that some things need to be adjusted, the amount of time that we're spending, for instance, working out as a fun, you know, as a, as a percentage of our day, if we were to spend 90 minutes, for instance, out of our waking hours, let's say there's 16, it's a pretty large percentage of our day. Uh, one and a half hours out of 16 is um, right around 10%. Let's just call it around 10%. And do we want to spend 10% of our day focusing on something that isn't maybe our top level priority? And I would say probably not. But for me anyways, I'm looking at dialing that back to 20 to 30 minutes a day of activity a day, running, lifting weights, biking, walking, yoga, all those things included. The other piece that I was recognizing is the requirement for rest. I talked a little bit about Sabbath and 
I want to, I will be endeavoring <laughs> to rest every seventh day. Um, Sundays I will spend time with my family, with God, and meditation, reading still, but generally not doing hard physical work. Not to say that yoga or stretching or mobility or walk might not happen still. I just won't be running a hard run and I won't be working on my car or I won't be working on work. And resting is something I'm going to work harder at, which sounds paradoxical. I just wanted to, to flip it back. I know we talked a little bit about this la or quite a bit about it last week, but as some of these things are, like I said, crystallizing and, and finalizing, wondering if Scott Preston, anything has changed with regards to your plans. And one of the things that we missed that I wanted to call out specifically was the concept of auto-suggestion, uh, which comes directly from Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. I think I started to get at it last week, but I never talked about it in depth. But the concept of auto-suggestion is that these goals that we have, these ideals, it's really important for us to actually verbalize them out loud to ourselves in the morning when we wake up, as well as in the evening before we sleep. And why is that? It is because thoughts, once spoken, once you give voice to your thoughts, they become real. They become part of the universe. They're out there. And really everything that we see around us physically that has been built at once was a thought and now has become either written down on paper or vocalized. And so it's a combination of those two things that I think are really adding power to the visions that we have for our future, both speaking it aloud to ourselves as well as having it written down. And I'm really excited to see after 75 days of doing that, does that help accelerate our progress? Does that help cement the habits that we've been forming and make them more autopilot? Open it over to you, Preston. Hey, what's going on, Michael? I love what you're talking about. Okay, so let me try and break that down. The idea that you were mentioning about <clears throat> the exercise regimen, slowing it down. I think I'm, I'm reading like a few different books right now, so I don't remember which one I read it in. But I was reading the other day about this idea of <clears throat> doing something 20 minutes a day, every day, versus one time a week for say two and a half, three hours. And you mentioned like working out for 20 minutes because we were doing the 75 hard thing where you have to do two 45 minute workouts a day, which is a fun challenge and all that stuff. But you're right with the reality of time and management and stuff like that. Yesterday morning, I did a 20 minute workout. Now it was my, what did I do yesterday? Chest and triceps. So when I was doing 75 hard, I would do that for about 45 minutes and walk in between reps and make it work. Where yesterday, I just burned through it in 40, or pardon me, in 20 minutes because I didn't have 45 minutes of time. And I still was able to get the workout done and get what I needed done. And I felt great. I felt accomplished. Same concept with uh, the reading. 
75 hard, you want to read 10 pages a day. Or that's what you have to do. That's actually even a suggestion in The Slight Edge, which is another book that I'm reading, is to read 10 pages a day of nonfiction. And some days you might read 15 or 20, you get on a good roll. That's the same with exercise. Maybe you get on a good roll and like a 20 minute workout becomes an hour because you're going for a 20 minute jog and you just get in the zone and you're like, gosh, I'm just gonna go for it. <clears throat> but say you just, say you only read five pages one day uh, because maybe, I don't know, maybe you're five pages in and your children come up and say, hey dad, can we play zombie pig? Don't ask what that is. It's a game my kids made up that <clears throat> basically they want me to act like a zombie pig and chase them around slowly. And it's funny, the other day, the neighbors were over and they were like, can we play zombie pig, dad? And like the neighbors were like, what is zombie pig? <laughs> so anyway, but when they ask you to do that, five pages is good enough because very soon they're not going to come and ask you to play zombie pig. <clears throat> they're going to come and ask you for 20 bucks in the car keys, which, you know, we all know how that's going to go. But... <clears throat> So the idea of, I don't know what you would call that, Michael, but how you said making the workout, it's just get the workout done, even if it's 20 minutes. Even if it's 10 minutes, 10 minutes is better than nothing. When you think about if you sit down and have 10 minutes of extra time a day or, 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 or or say you sit down and think, I got to work out today. I need to get my workout in. And then you start thinking, gosh, I don't have 45 minutes right now. Or I don't feel like doing it. Scott mentioned, I believe, last week or the week before. Just spend five minutes and do the warm-up. Just do that. And nine times out of ten, you get through that first five minutes of the warm-up. And you're like, well, I'll do another five minutes just to... Just do a few things. And before you know it, you've done 20 minutes and you got it done and you're fucking kicking ass for the day. So that's where that is. As far as the Sabbath and the day of rest, I really like that idea, Michael. I think that could potentially be a whole episode. I guess maybe not since we're talking about it right now. But I definitely am going to be mindful of that as well. In a way, I almost am anyway during 75 hard. Oh, and for the record, I don't know if we ever... 75 hard is done. Scott completed it. Zach completed it. Michael, I know you you had your modified program that you completed. I made it to, I believe, day 37, and I missed my picture uh, one night. I, I forgot to take it before bed, and so I was out. So I did not make the 75 days, but <clears throat> point being, when I was doing that, like on Sundays, like I would sleep in a bit, sometimes a lot, and then just work out, and I still was doing the workouts, because you have to do those on 75 hard, but it'd be nice, the idea of a Sunday just relaxing and having breakfast, and maybe going for a walk, I think you brought up the point, Michael, as far as I think one of the biggest takeaways I got out of 75 hard that I it was interesting is that when I would get done dinner some nights during 75 hard, 
I still had to do a workout and I had worked out in the morning and worked all day and I wasn't in the mood for something big and heavy so I would just start going for a walk at night and then sometimes like my wife would just go for a walk too not because I was but because we'd had dinner and it's well let's go walk for 20 minutes so we're not just sitting on this food we just ate we went to Paris about 10 years ago and what we noticed there is everyone walks. It's just, I mean, it's, just, it's not so much that the culture's a walking culture. It's just that New York's the same way. You can walk. I mean, you take the subways and stuff like that as well. But we'd have a hideous lunch at a cafe in Paris and then go walk for an hour. And like when you walk that, you have that good meal and you then you go walk it off. Then you're not gaining weight and feeling like shit so that's one of the things I've taken away where I really like to go for a walk after uh, dinner on a Sunday while it might be a rest day I'm still going to take a walk and just get that movement in so that it's like the body in motion stays in motion type of a concept and then the auto suggestion, it's crazy that you mentioned that because I actually just sent you guys a polo a couple days ago because I'm reading Think and Grow Rich right now. And I just got to a section about that. I don't necessarily know if it's talking about auto suggestion totally yet, but I wrote there's these six steps to get what you want. And it's like, you got to read them before you go to bed at night and first thing when you wake up in the morning and it just gets, like you said, your mind into that, I'm doing this, this is what I do now, uh, this is already basically who I am, even though you're not, say you want to be, what's the point, I'm working to become a uh, full-time Broadway musician, you know, I'm working with a buddy trying to get in there and leave my job and it's the idea of right now I'm not like I don't have any shifts on Broadway I don't really know anybody but I have to visualize and assume that I'm already that person that persona and then when I get down there and start meeting people there will be the confidence in sort of who I am that they'll be like oh, oh yeah this guy's supposed to be here and then you just you, be, you become that person before you're that person and I, I believe that's the concept of the auto-suggestion. So, very... I'm, I re remember you mentioning that last year, Michael. So, it, it's something that you have had in your mind and have been doing much longer than I have. So, I don't know if you would want to explain that idea a bit more in depth to our audience. And... If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't read Think and Grow Rich, just pause this right now and go buy it on Amazon. I think it's about five to fifteen dollars, depending on what use or whatever. And I'm fifty pages into it, and it's, it's a pretty mind blowing book. It's pretty interesting. I can see why it is sold so many copies and changed so many lives do that and uh yeah it might just be a 
you and me this week, Michael, and that's freaking awesome. We'll hear about Scott's adventures in Utah next on next week's podcast uh, with him and Ryan. But, uh, so yeah, that's all I got for the moment. And uh, I'll get back to you in a sec. Thanks, Preston. That was a, I think, really great further reinforcement that as you're reading Think and Grow Rich, uh, I've read Think and Grow Rich and The Slight Edge. I think those are both what we're borrowing from most heavily here, at least in some of the, the things that we're quoting in auto-suggestion. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't just resoundingly support that you what you said if you haven't read it yet go out and buy it i found a copy of it actually that my sister-in-law had received in 2004 and i was thinking in my life what if i had read this book in 2004 would anything have been different i'd like to think it would have i'd like to think that the book is transformative in and of itself but no book or no intellectual knowledge or theory actually changes anything until you practically apply it. As much as I would hope that it would have radically transformed my life and perhaps accelerated the the growth pattern instead of the trajectory towards failure that I was taking for a lot of my early adult years, I don't know, I can't say that it would have, but regardless of what didn't happen in the past, and what we're uncertain of in the future. What is the unknown? We're here. And we're at this moment where we can choose to reprioritize. And that's really what these 15 days in between the 75 day challenges are, 75 day cycles. It's the opportunity to reflect, to journal, to reprioritize, make sure that what we have is our top priority in life, is our top priority. Scott a while back said, let the main thing be the main thing. And it was in the context of having side hustles and pursuing other things in parallel to our jobs. I think more so than it was about our main purpose in life. And as I'm thinking about my main purpose in life, my primary purpose in life, my top level goal. I feel called to love God, love my wife, love my children, love those around me. Those are literally the first and the second commandments in the Bible, in various other religions. But then as a human, you think about what is the power of love? And maybe that's a separate episode, but either way, that is my priority. And I realized that I haven't necessarily been focusing on that as much. And, and that's where this comes from with these shifts about resting and spending more time with family for, for a whole day as opposed to 30 to 60 minutes a day, which will be part of my next 75-day cycle, certainly. But just talking about the auto-suggestion, I had, I think, originally with auto-suggestion, I'm focused more on purely wealth and how I was going to generate wealth. But I think it works equally well for just about every area of our life. And I want to take a concept that's from the slight edge 
where, and he talks about how the slight edge works both ways. It can work for us or it can work against us. And I think it's the exact same way with auto-suggestion. It works for you or it can work against you. What do I mean by that? If I start every day and I say, I'm going to generate $55 million of wealth through day trading, extracting money from the futures contract market, utilizing rock solid risk management and continuing to incrementally, exponentially grow my wealth over the next eight years. I am focusing on one thing, wealth, right? And I say that in the morning, I say that in the evening, and it helps reinforce the reality of my thoughts. On the flip side of that, if I wake up every morning and I start off my day with, I'm really tired. I don't want to go to work today. It's been a long week. I can't wait for the weekend. I'm sore. My body hurts. If I vocalize those things, those thoughts, they immediately have more power over me. I think it works the same way with other deeper emotional, mental things that we have. I'm feeling depressed today. Man, I'm really anxious today. As soon as you give voice to those thoughts, I believe they start to have more power over you, more power in the universe, more power over others indirectly. Auto-suggestion is just, auto is the prefix for self-suggestion. So just reinforcing that this is, it is in Think and Grow Rich. So you're probably maybe 10 pages away from it. Because you think you said you're 50 pages in, Preston, but that book is absolutely fantastic. The Slide Edge is where I was actually originally finding some of those core tenets of Think and Grow Rich that were put into a different form with different stories, with different people's experience. Uh, Slight Edge's Jeff Olson. Cannot recommend that one highly enough. All those things being said, I want you as our listeners to really deeply consider what precedent mentioned there, 10 pages of a good book. If nothing else this week, try 10 pages of a good book every day. Try 10 pages of Think and Grow Rich or A Slight Edge. Those are really excellent books. Atomic Habits is really similar to Slight Edge, but I, I do really believe after reading Atomic Habits that Slight Edge is superior in that. And that's a little different take, a little different twist. And by the end of it, it's practically giving you a framework to build plans for each area of your life that you want to improve. You don't have to take the exact areas that the author uses, health, wealth, happiness, personal and professional development, and your impact on the world. But those are great places to start. So, Preston, I'm not sure if you have a few more thoughts here as we get this one wrapped up, but if you don't, I hope you guys all have a great week and look forward to next episode of Reclaiming Man.